This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Just uh, a short translation of the song they sang. Those uh, are the children in the orphanage lady. They say, God is in my life. He's with me. I don't have any place for evil. And they're giving glory to God. This morning, this afternoon, I feel humbled and honored to bring the word, the message to you, church, Plantation Church. Before I do so, I want to thank Pastor Rose and Pastor Kevin to share his puppet with me. Let's pray. Father in heaven, great God, mighty God, to me it's unbelievable that to use a sinner to bring your message. But I'm asking you, Lord, in the precious blood of Jesus, May you hide me behind and your word can be understood and received and hearts can be impacted for your kingdom. I want to thank you especially for sending powerful angels to encamp on Plantation Church and to encamp inside the church that your message can be done without interruption. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. My title for today is give all of you, give all of you to Jesus. He is worthy of it all. And also, my text of meditation is found in Mark 12, verse 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like this, it is said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than this. In my understanding, God's teaching of salvation is simple and clear. A child can understand. He said in his word, love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. Love God with all your mind and all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. So that's why I choose the titles. Give all yourself to the Lord. He's worthy of it all. And during 
my searching for the sermon that God had put in my heart, I chose two passages, two histories in the Bible, two big events. The story of the woman by the well, the Samaritan woman, that had nothing in common with Jesus. Her life was not a life that was, she was an outcast because the way she was living. And there was a perfect opportunity to show God's love, acceptance, and redemption. She came to draw water in the well, but she came especially, I don't want to be taking too much time about the, it's from John 5 to verse, to all the way to 30. But for the sake of time, I'm going to just give you a summary of what transpired between Jesus and the woman at the well. She came in a time where nobody would see her because she was ashamed of her, of her life. And then Jesus was at the right time, at the, at the place at the right time because the disciple were able to go, went, went to the city to buy food for, for, for them. And then when the lady came, when the woman by the well came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, may I have some water? She was shocked, she was surprised. Because what there was in common between a Jews and a Samaritan. Remember in the Bible, they say that the Jews are the place in Jerusalem where they have to worship. And the Samaritan was supposed to worship in another place. But the lady thought to talk to Jesus. He said, why you ask me for water? Don't you know that I'm not supposed to talk to a Samaritan? Jesus said, if I give you the water, my water, you will never be thirsty again. He said, what are you talking about? You don't have nothing to get the water from the well. How come you're going to give me water? And the, con the conversation continued. But you know that woman, she knew a lot of history about the Jews and the Samaritan because she kept on talking to Jesus, question after question. And finally, she said, are you greater than Jacob, our father? And Jesus replied, if I give you the water, you will never be thirsty. Jesus asked her a question. Are you married? No. Jesus said, you're right. You're not married because you have five husbands and a sixth one that is not married to you. And because Jesus had told her a secret life, brothers and sisters, she was an outcast. Like the homeless, like the poor. There was, there was a big connection to that. Now she find acceptance, love, and redemption to that conversation. What she did? 
she dropped a jar no more water after the true living water she ran to the city and she was the first woman of the messenger of the messiah she went and gave all of herself to the salvation of others because he has been reported that she was so fervent for the Lord, for the work of the Lord, that the Emperor Nero, just a feedback from the Emperor Nero, he was the fifth emperor of the Roman Empire from AD 54. And he was known, he came to power, he was 16 years old. And he died at 30 years old. And he was known for the most cruel emperor of Romans. She, he got the attention of the woman by the well, by the woman of the Samaritan. And she came in front, before him and he was questioning her fate. She suffered a lot the abuse. She was put at the end in a dry well where she died. That woman from the well had given all to Jesus. She had given all herself to Jesus. Even she become a martyr because she knows he wanted it all. My second event in the Bible is about Zacharias. But forgive me because my accent, I might say Zacharias, Zacharias, but you know what I mean when I say that. And the story of the Zacharias is found in Luke 19, verse 10. He was a wealthy man. But what was the life of Zacharias? He was a tax collector. He was not liked by the Jewish people because he was taking taxes for the Roman, from the Jews to the Roman. So his position make him be, make him unlike, unfavorable to the, to the people of, Jew, of, of, of Israel. So what happened, I believe, not even he was short, because he was short, but I think he was afraid to let the crowd see him. That's why he went on top of the sycamore tree, to have a better view of Jesus, but also to hide from the multitude, because he was not like. He was also a social outcast, like you can refer to him as a homeless, as the needy, as those who are suffering. And what happened to Zacharias? What I love with Jesus, he take our example, our life, our routine, and he give, show it to us to understand. So it can be easy, even a child can understand. God's salvation is simple and clear. No big words, no big words. No, it's simple and clear. Give all of yourself to Jesus. He's ready of it all. So Zechariah, he said Jesus made, made a point. He knows that Zechariah was not love. He was a tax collector. But also, I can imagine, what is the use of you having all the food, all the education, and it's all reserved to you? Zacchaeus was eating at home every day alone. 
I assume he had no friends because nobody liked Zacharias. He was a tax collector. So when Jesus asked the guy and Zacharias to come down, today I'm going to eat over your house. What a display of acceptance, compassion, and love. Jesus knew that people don't like him, but he came to make a statement. I come also for the sinners. I don't come for the just only. I come for those that will need me. I come for the outcasts. I come for the poor and I come for the needy. And God pick us up when there is where nobody to make us somebody for his glory. This example, those two stories of the Bible that you can see, they both give all they have, all themselves to Jesus. Because Zacharias now said, I'm ready to give all that I possess, half to the poor. And he said, I'm ready to give half, four of the fours to the people I cheated. He started to do good. You cannot stay still when you meet Jesus. You cannot be the same when God has impacted your life with love, acceptance, and compassion. You must move on. And you must wish those who are lost, those who have no hope. That's what happened with Hope Ministry. Three young men, I would say a family, Wardney, I believe, forgive me for the name, Desi and Chonkil and Jimmy. One, they, they start the hope ministry. They went in Miami, start feeding the homeless. And they'll come, Jesse, and I'm gonna go back to you why it is important for these two factors. What was important in these two encounters? It was the time, the timing, the opportunity, the situation, at the moment, because Jesus was by himself at the well. And the lady came at a time where she would not expect anyone. And Zacharias, also, Jesus wanted to make a statement that I come for the sinners. So the timing was perfect. When you, after you have been impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have to intentionally look for situation. For occasion, for opportunity to seek the soul for Jesus. It's all about that to do his mission. To love the unloved. To give to those who cannot give us back. And to help those who cannot help us back. That's the mission of Jesus Christ. And in this two setting, he showed us as he came for the lost. They were outcasts. You can be outcasts, social outcasts. You can be poor because the way the people look at the homeless in the street is that they have no value. No value. So it's the same thing. So Zacharias was a lone man. He was alone, alone, lonely man. Why? Because he, had, he, had, he didn't know Jesus yet. But he wanted his life to be changed. So he came to the sycamore tree. So to go back to the ministry, I used to go and give them water. And then when I went to give them water, and they needed, they didn't have water on different Saturday. And I ceased, I captured, I captured the moment. 
And I told the three young boys that I will be here every Saturday to bring water. And from that encounter, you're going to see the work of the Holy Spirit to the Hope Ministry. Hope Ministry went 3,500 feet above sea level, where they don't have no children, though they have no food. They don't have no clothes to wear. They don't have no shoes to wear. They don't have education. But what is a sister with you? With you being impacted by the love of Jesus, by the compassion of Jesus, we were able to do this work. That's what we are called to do. We are called to meet the suffering. Right now, there was a need for Morocco. There was a need for Libya. Why? Because they have been struck by this natural disaster. They had been an earthquake. They had a flood. Flood. Over 11,000 people were dead. This is the time that we must go. Do not question what the faith is. If you are Muslim, if you are Catholic, don't question that. Just go and meet them in the suffering and give them love and compassion and show them Jesus. They will never, they will never forget that moment. Because when they are the lowest, you are there for them. The time is right. The time is perfect to go this country and to show them the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Remember, after we are impacted, we must, we must do the same work. We must go in the mountains, in the hills, in the countryside, in the backside, teach people how to read. What is good to it? The Bible said, if you have all the goods, and then your brother come to you and is in need, and you say, we're gonna give him nothing. That means the love of God doesn't bind you. Great success is for Jesus. Great achievement is for Jesus. When you're serving God and you are seeking soul for the Lord, there is no price to it. It's the ultimate you can reach for the Lord. Save the soul of those who are lost, those who need your support, who need your help. With your support, hope means you a bull to teach children how to read, to teach children to, to give them food to eat, to give them place to stay. But as a sister, there is more to it. And what I'm saying to you is because you have your life has been impacted by the Holy Spirit. That's what you are doing that. When our life are impacted by the Holy Spirit, you cannot keep it for yourself. Look it. You have to move on. And I'm going to share with you a simple two examples of what happened. During the earthquake in Haiti, you know, in 2010, there were over 300,000 people who lost their lives. And then, Church will destroy. No place, no home. All, most of them will destroy. And there was no place to worship God. And a family from Hope Ministry had given all in for Jesus. And they had given their small front yard to give seven families 
to put their tents. And from that, took birth to a prayer ministry. From that, to birth to a group ministry. From that, to birth to a church. They have baptized 75 people, and now they stand in Haiti. There were 75 with 150 members of the church. May glory to God. That's why we are called to do. There is nothing that put your salvation. Jesus came, his father gave all of himself. He said in John 20, verse 16, I gave him my only begotten son. That whosoever believes should not perish, have everlasting life. Jesus gave all of himself to his father and to us to give us salvation. Because he never used his divinity to save him. He's what he, he what it all. He gave us all of himself because he's worthy of it all. You're going to watch the video, and after that, I will come back and close in with you. Praise, all the glory, go to God and God alone. Do you know, I painted a portrait. And in the portrait is made of different pieces of puzzles. And to make it complete. And in the portrait, it shows love, compassion, acceptance, sinners, poverty. It shows all the characteristics of Jesus Christ. But every one of you here hold a piece of that puzzle to make the picture complete. Some of you been given to homeless ministry week after week, month after month, year after year, because the Holy Spirit has inspected your life and you're working together to bring those lost souls to Jesus. You see, in the mountain, these children had no access to clothes, to food, and to education because of your sacrificial giving. And that's why that picture will not be complete without your piece of the puzzle to make it the whole. And let me tell you, church, that was the best decision I had made in my life a couple of years ago, to love the unloved, to give to those who cannot give me back, and to help those who cannot help me back. To this day, because Jesus had impacted my life. You don't know the story of my life. You don't know where Jesus had brought me from. That's why I give him all of myself because he's worthy of it all. With you today, church, I'm asking you, together we are strong. Divided, we are weak. Be, may your feet be the one, the one that run to save the lost. May your hands be the one that catches the May your mouth be the one 
that speak compassion, acceptance, and love. May your eyes show tenderness, love, and redemption. May your ears don't hear gossip, but they hear the call of a soul who are desperate to come home. Together, we are strong. And remember, each of you here, your life has been impacted. What is good for you to be eating all what you have, your education, your knowledge, your asset, your blessings alone. But when you see you are tossed someone's lies that will never eat this kind of food, will never know how to read because of your time, because of your contribution to that life. Does it worth it? Against the, the lady by the well, the, the woman Samaritan, she had given all to Jesus because he, he was ready over all. But let me give you my last clue. Jesus came and died, but it was not, to his day, he doesn't make, put an end to suffering. But when he returned, when the sky opened wide with millions of angels, God sitting on his throne and he's coming to get his children to go home, he will put an end to suffering for all. He will put an end to sickness for all. He will put an end to death for all. He will put an end to poverty for all. He will put an end to outcast for all. He will put an end to all the suffering. And there we'll be living with him forevermore. There will be joy, true happiness, and love. Does he want it all to give all yourself to Jesus? He is worthy of it all. If it's your decision, if there was anyone here who wants to give his life to the Lord, please stand up. That will be the best, the greatest decision of your life. Because when you invest in heaven, you never lost. And we say, Wait, I have to pay my bills. I have to pay my mortgage. I have to pay, take care of my kids. But God said, when you give to the poor, relate it to him. And also he said, don't worry where you're going to be helping. Don't lose heart. Because on, on due time, you will, be paying, you will be paid back. So together, let's go and continue the work of Jesus. He's coming. Seek the lost. Seek the sinner and bring them home before it's too late. Jesus needs you. He needs your help. This is the mission of the church. This is the mission of the church. Seek the soul of those who are lost. And we give him at the end. All belong to him. To him alone. Jesus. Pastor, you may come. And if you make that decision, you can stand up and together let's today that decision will be sealed in heaven I'm telling you that by faith today stand up and together let's move on to the to heaven by seeking soul that were lost and were, were outcast for Jesus Christ if it's your desire stand up and pastor Kevin will come and pray for you. Thank you.
right, everyone, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the wonderful work that you have been doing through the Hope Ministry. And we thank you so much for all those wonderful souls and all those good people that you have brought to your holy name through the Hope Ministry. And now, there are some of us here, there are some of us here that want to dedicate our lives to you. There are some of us here that want to take the next step from maybe just not knowing you at all to being one of your children. There are others that are already your children that want to take the next step and work for your name actively under the Hope Ministry. But no matter where anyone is, Lord, I ask that you take everyone here in this crowd, you claim them as your own, and you empower them to do great miracles in your name. There's a whole world out there, Lord, that needs more of you. And so now, with faith in your name, we ask that you empower everyone here to be a beacon of light and hope for the people who are still missing you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation's Seven-Day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.